0: This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike! Oh,
1: better than nice! Wonderful! (laughs)
0: It sure is that time, it's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international local, hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95, Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home, listening on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Rami, sending you love and blessings from the Pulse95 studios in the heart of Sharjah, what have we got on the show today? I'll tell you what, the UAE made their FIFA World Cup debut in 1990, 30 years ago, and we are looking at where the UAE is now. Is there any potential of seeing them on the big stage again? And what's going through the mindset of all the coaches who have the pressure to develop these young footballers? So that's one thing we're talking about. We're also talking about the survivors that have come out of something recently, which is a lot of battles have been out there, a lot of challenges, mentally, physically, And some people have obviously had to face their own battles. And one of them has been cancer. So the things we're actually being positive about today is all the people surviving their cancer battles. We salute them. We have a look at that. And that's going to be the National Cancer Survivors Day, which happened a couple of days ago. Can't wait for that. La Liga, for the Spanish fans, is back, which means Real Madrid is back, which means Barcelona is back, which means Messi is back, which means Hazard is back. So we have a lot to look forward to this weekend and a lot of things happening on the halftime show for us to talk about today and on saturday and guess what guys it's not only that we've got um a few things in mind which we need your opinions on so make sure you stick around to segment four because i normally have a topic of the day and i want you to let me know how you're feeling on that topic of the day on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this
1: is the halftime show with omar 95
0: 95
1: Oh, he the that... what the goal. This is the Halftime Show with Umar ad on Pulse95. Nice strike.
0: Oh, better than nice one. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Love that intro. <laughs> Always gets me pumped like I'm in the boxing ring. Okay, a lot to talk about today. Uh, the UAE national football team was in the World Cup 30 years ago today or actually not today this week and we are celebrating that but also let's have a look and see what's been happening on the UAE scene in terms of You know, the clubs we have here, a lot of the national team players, there is a lot of young players which potentially could be building something to actually get us in a World Cup in the future. Um, The last time we did see um, the UAE feature was actually in Italia 1990. If you don't remember that, that was a great World Cup. One of the World Cups I actually really, really enjoyed. And uh, for those that were too young to remember it, Definitely one in the archives you need to watch. Very very interesting. We've got um, a few plays. Now they were in the. We call it the group of death. That's the first thing we want to say. Um, the group of death normally in any competition means that it is probably a very very hard group to actually survive from. And the group that they had was West Germany, which yes used to be called West Germany uh, before you know um, before it was it was named Germany by itself. West Germany because it was different parts. Um, were in the group, Yugoslavia were in the group, and Colombia were in the group. Now, at that time, in that period, the top three teams out of the four teams would qualify. Now, unfortunately, UAE didn't qualify from that. But what I would say is they took part, and that was one thing that was a big step, especially for the first time. Normally, when you see uh, nations that do enter a huge competition for the first time, you start to notice that their fans and their energy is brought to that tournament. So very, very proud of the UAE being part of that. They did finish fourth, we, we will say that. However, if you look at their team, uh, they had a few very, very cool players. Uh, Fahad uh, Khamis, who was the captain. Uh, Adnan Al-Taliani, that's another one who's a forward. Uh, their midfield, uh, Hussein Ghulam, uh, Isa Mir. Uh, their defensive... Tre- uh, duo of Abdurrahman Mohammed and Khalil Ghanem. So they had a few people, but one thing that was very interesting at that time is the World Cup Brazilian manager Carlos Alberto Pereira was in charge. So that adds another dynamic to something that maybe perhaps we didn't really know about at the time. Uh, you know, we had a lot of interesting managers take charge of different clubs in the past, but I can't believe it was 30 years ago uh, this week that the UAE were featured in the World Cup. Now looking at the UAE team now, when you look at the average age, especially in the defensive line, you've got probably I'd say 25 would be the average age, the oldest being 35 and the youngest being 21. So you've got a few really, really solid players that play for Sharjah, which shout out to Sharjah, of course, Al-Hassan Saleh, Majid Surur, Shaheen Abdurrahman. Um, And you've also got people that were playing in Shabab Al-Ahli who are... you know, a bit more on the experience side, like Yusuf Jaber and Mohamed Marzouk, which again tells you that eventually what's going to happen is you're going to have a core of players that are going to grow together and develop together. And with the right coaching, we always find out that you can see remarkable results with people, um, especially in the world of football, where you have coaches that study the game left, right and centre. And that's the defensive line. In the midfield, you've got... 26, 26, 28, 29, 22, 28, 27 years old. And the oldest being 32 in that midfield, which is Tariq Ahmed. But again, looking at the players, that's a lot of potential to be there. Obviously, the the heaviest cap is Ismail Hamadi, who's the captain. And that's 114 caps, which is how many times he's played. You look at the forward lines, again, you've got 20, 23, 23, 29, 25, 29. There's a lot of potential to be able to grow as a nation. And I think that's one thing with the right coaching. We'll be able to get, you know, the UAE back on track in a major tournament. Now, we're not saying, obviously, it's going to be in a few years' time. But if they put a project together and a structure, why not? Why not? Why can't we see um, the UAE back in a, in a tournament? What do you guys think? Text us on 4215, Salat for do, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio or at Omar Dury And let me know, when do you think... UAE will be in the next major tournament and who do you think will be in charge? Slide into the DMs, text us 4215, let us know. Coming up next, La Liga is back. The Spanish league is back and not only is it back, but it's back with your favourite players' fit. So find out more on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri.
1: This is the halftime show with Umar Duri on Pulse 95. Nice
0: strike! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything, Sport International, Local. Yo, we got a lot of things to talk about today. Shout out to Rowan and Eamon tuned in from the UK and the UAE. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Instagram live. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate your support. Hope to family as well. And it's good time you guys came in, because I'll tell you what, La Liga is back and it's not only back suarez messi hazard you name it your favorite players are returning to the screens and we have a look at who's gonna be um starring very very soon on the tv now we had the german league kick off the portuguese has gone off the turkish is going off now we've got Spain and soon the Premier League, which we'll have our own show for. Believe me, I'll spend some time on that one. But let's talk about Spain now. 27 games played so far. Two points separates Barcelona and Real Madrid. Real Madrid and Levante are the only teams not to play at home. Gives you a lot to think about. We've got a few things with that. Now, some people might say, but what's the difference? There's no fans. See, that's where you're wrong. They will be returning fans two stadiums in spain according to the government and it will be 30 to 40 percent occupancy now how does that change the influence that real madrid will have let me explain to you real madrid will be training the northeast of madrid at their training ground okay but they'll also be playing their matches there Which means instead of having the capacity of the Bernabeu, they'll be having a much smaller capacity supporting. Will that influence the way the league is going? That's one thing. Eden Hazard made the huge switch to Real Madrid from Chelsea. And ever since, it hasn't really been what he expected. Some people reporting that he was slightly out of shape or overweight. If you want to call it that, I don't like using the word overweight. So I'm going to say out of shape. When he joined, he's now had time during COVID-19 to be able to work on his fitness. So he comes back. But I'm sure you Barca fans out there are thinking, wait, 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 what about us? Don't worry, I'm getting to you guys. With Barcelona they had the issue with the strikers and with Suarez being injured and how they were going to replace him and how they're going to stay on top, well Suarez is back. So that means we have a clean bill of health for both teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona saying that with Suarez being back that changes the dynamic of how the league is going to be finished because right now all these small factors are coming together the other thing football fans let me just remind you because we've missed out three months of football the conditions will be slightly different so for those that are used to great weather or hot weather they will be able to acclimatize to that and that's why the sport is so fascinating because everything now is coming together where there's going to be football every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. Andy, tell them. That's right. What a hit. And I'm so happy to be able to say that because at the end of the day, we've missed football. Have you missed football? I've missed football. Have you missed football again? I've missed football. And that's why I'm saying there's so much that we can look forward to now that football is finally back. And this weekend, the La Liga does resume. And I will say one thing. It's been 90 days, (laughs) 90 days since uh, La Liga was on. It's been suspended in the light, obviously, of COVID-19. Sevilla and Real Betis lock horns in what promises to be an enthralling contest because, quite frankly, anything right now (laughs) is better than nothing. And we can't wait to see that. Looking at how um, Messi, Suarez, Hazard, uh, Benzema, all these people... It's, it's, it's really shaping up to be a good title race. Normally, this, it's kind of out of sight by this point, but now we have them back. And the most exciting stage of the season is upon us as we enter the business end of the campaign. There's just 11 rounds of fixtures to go, and it's all to play for. Atleti, um, who are always in the mix at the summit, face high stakes showdowns against Hetafe, Atletico Club, Barcelona, and Real Sociedad. And that's what makes it good, because right now they've had time to analyze and assess what's going on I'm um, questioning from uh, one of our Instagrammers at the moment Dodi from the UK is there any hopes for Aubameyang renewing I can tie this in with Barcelona Barcelona was supposed to be bidding for Aubameyang and his contract Aubameyang was supposed to end on the 30th of June however everything's been put on hold because right now Martinez from Inter is Barcelona's top target and pretty much Barcelona trying to ship their players out to be able to fund the Martinez thing actually now puts Aubameyang slightly back in the pecking order for Barcelona to sign. So to answer your question Dodi, it's actually in our favor that Martinez has been highlighted because apart from Barcelona playing uh, eBay and Amazon games with Martinez and trying to ship out Rakitic and Bidal and all these players that actually at 30 years old puts Aubameyang in a different frame of mind so that's something that I would I would come back to that later on but I'd definitely say with how things are going I think Aubameyang is going to stay put for now and assess and see what's going to happen in the remainder of the season and that's regarding Arsenal and I will be doing a special on the Premier League guys I know you fans out there can't wait for the Premier League to come back there's also something else that's going to come back fantasy Football. (laughs) I don't know about you. But sometimes the banter in that is priceless. So that's going to be returning very, very soon as well. Um, What's coming up next? We've had a lot of challenges recently and a lot of battles that people have faced. One of the things I want to be celebrating is the National Cancer Survivors Day, which is a nice positive twist to the show because normally we talk about hardships and we talk about the challenges we face. Well, let's highlight the survivors from this. And that's going to come up very, very soon on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse.
1: 95. This is the halftime show with Omar al On Pulse
0: 95. Oh, he lifts the and what it goal!
1: This is the halftime show with Omar
0: al on Pulse 95. Nice strike. As-salam. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Shout out to everyone who's listening on 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com or our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. Thank you so much for all your messages and your comments. Uh, really, really enjoying it. You, got, you guys don't understand how it keeps me company throughout the breaks and the music break as well. Uh, amazing to hear you guys uh, you know, interacting with me. And one thing I wanna say is, especially recently, a lot of us have faced many, many challenges. From a physical point of view, in terms of motivation, in terms of being able to stay active, stay healthy. From a mental point of view, when it comes down to your mindset, uh, your emotional state, your hormones, uh, men and women both struggle with the above. But sometimes gratitude and a lot of things when it comes down to just kind of stepping out of your own body and understanding that people are going through other challenges. And one of those other challenges which I was delighted to kind of read up upon recently was a positive spin on National Cancer Survivors Day where the UAE residents celebrated life after beating the Big C. Um, For those that have lost people, for those that are going through it with you know family friends at the moment now cancer is something that is is um is very tough to endure because it's not that sudden it's something that takes quite a bit of time so that's something that i would say this show today and this segment today is actually celebrating those who survived so when I was looking at this article, I felt like I had to speak about it because using this platform not just to highlight people that survive in the UAE but around the world is something that I'm happy to do because you know we often talk about what we don't have and then you look at some of the, the things that people face on a day-to-day basis. And I and I have to say that um, You know it means a lot to me on a personal level. My my best friend's mom uh, lost her life to cancer and also you know a lot of people i know have lost their lives to cancer so this one is actually celebrating it and celebrating how because there was brave survivors in the uae that shared their stories to spread awareness to inspire people and to prove that they could be bright happy days as well and i was so happy to hear this because not just because it was national cancer survivors day but also the lessons that these people were talking about. And it puts things in perspective. You know, um, they talked about self-love, which a lot of the time we neglect because it kind of sounds, I don't know, corny, if you want to say it, cheesy, not really. I think sometimes, you know, it's it's vital you do that uh, because when you go through these things, you can reflect a lot. So self-love was the first one. Appreciating life in the moment, that was the second one. Someone spoke about that. nanny Montero, um, a 55-year-old Filipina in in the UAE, speaking about that. Um, Also, gratitude. Huge, massive, massive thing when it comes down to sometimes us. There's that cliche that you look at and say, you know, it's half empty or half full. Being grateful for things that you only would appreciate when you take a just a stop and you just kind of let things happen around you let things move around you, and you kind of then can assess things rather than getting caught up in the movement so to speak so gratitude is definitely one of them and emotional support today I asked Omnia when I came into the studio uh, I asked her how she was doing and she turned around and she said to me I'm doing okay yeah and then I said no no how are you really doing and she said oh that's a good question sometimes when you ask people how they're doing it's not just enough you've got to kind of dig deep and, and genuinely take a second to actually listen to their response because i was joking with r and sam about this uh, earlier and i asked uh, r how he was and everything and he was like yeah it's okay normally people just say all right fine and just walk off but then when i looked at him i was like no man honestly like how's it going what's going on and then he started to tell me that's when people genuinely do feel the support is key could be a simple gesture could be anything but i'm looking at it now and i'm thinking there's a lot of things that i don't know and there's a lot of things that i haven't done and there's a lot of things i haven't noticed and maybe if i took a stop every now and then i can actually see things better because this world that we live in now is hectic and if covid19 has taught us anything it's really trying to detach ourselves from the movement that we're in, from the wild wind that we're in, and appreciate and value things. But I want to hear what you guys think. Text us on 4215, does a lot, or do, or slide into the DMs at Pulse95 Radio, at Omar and let me know if you've encountered this, if some of your friends and family have encountered this, and how has it affected you. Can't wait to hear for more. I'm taking your questions and answers right after this. Here we go. This is The
1: Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. Oh, he loves the fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with
0: Omar al on Pulse 95. Nice strike! It sure is the time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. Wow, those questions have been coming in on the Instagram lives when I just asked a simple question. As soon as I bring up Real Madrid and Barcelona, people go mad. <laughs> and that was Hamad saying, Real Madrid are definitely going to win it. Rawan saying, Messi's definitely going to win. He even forgot about Barca. He just said, Messi, I want him to win everything. Everything. You know, you've got Leila, who's a Real Madrid fan. You've got Hannah Sultan jumped in. You've got Ali Khalid. What a legend who did a documentary on the UAE um, competing at the World Cup in 1919. Everything that came with it. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. Ziad Oaks as well. Uh, another huge football fan. I'm sure you'll be excited for the Premier League. Um, segment I'll be doing next week leading up to the Premier League being back. And that's something that, you know, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes down to football, when it comes down to sport. And, uh, and I'm so happy that sports is back. You can tell that it's taken its toll on us, you know. And, uh, and one person who's gone through his own journey when it comes down to um, fitness, health, uh, he's the man behind the plan when it comes down to half of the dynamic duo uh, on the Afternoon Karak with Aisha mazmi Mika al welcome to the show.
1: Hello, hello. How you doing? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. And uh, I do agree, it has been weird times for all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can see your excitement for how the sports industry is slowly opening up. Uh, we might be seeing some tournaments uh, in the near future. And in today's hour on the Afternoon Karak, we're going to be talking about the film industry as uh, some production companies are back at it, re- restarting their production uh, for some some uh, series like Netflix uh, exclusive The Witcher, Mm -hmm. uh, Sony's uh, picture animation uh, Spider-Verse 2 Mm -hmm. and so many more and what can we expect for uh, the new future of movies Mm -hmm. and uh, a little bit of a countdown to uh, PlayStation 5's reveal event, Ah. which is tomorrow. (laughs) I was going (laughs) to ask you about that. I am so excited.
0: Listen, with the PlayStation, with Netflix, obviously their their stocks have raised during COVID-19.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they're the only industry that... didn't really suffer because it's at their advantage people are at home they want to enjoy some recreational activity and there's no better activity than really sitting down and gaming so. I mean when it comes listen I take
0: advice from this guy by the way by then also we got Rawan in the in the Instagram live Rawan the only reason why I was able to play PlayStation with you during COVID-19 home quarantine was because of this guy who's behind the camera right now the man who and I said the man behind the plan because literally he, he walked me through the whole plan um, you see said that it's the only place that hasn't really lost
1: anything but has it gained oh yeah I feel so I feel I feel like it, more than anything people spent more time gaming especially during quarantine time Right. and maybe those who are not usual casual gamers actually became during that time as well so I mean a good example of you Amari you know you finally <laughs> popped up that PlayStation 4 <laughs> cleaned out the dust and said you know maybe I should give this a try you know yeah. so yeah, I mean that's just I mean and it's just like these little mini mini things kind of cause a domino effect and and the whole industry has been doing all right yeah no any any, at all. any things to watch out for uh with the launch coming up tomorrow with the news coming up tomorrow on that launch really um i think it's gonna be the biggest thing is the reveal of the console mm. they have not showcased the design and look of the console we've seen some prototype kits of it uh, they've showcased what the controller looks like which is very interesting and a lineup of games that are going to launch for the system because you know with all these consoles uh, they're all very very competitive And, you know, what's the point of buying a PlayStation 5 without being incentivized for the exclusive games that are going to come out? So, I think the library of games are something I'm going to be highly, highly anticipating for. One last question before I let you go. Um, With everyone
0: now saying that the PlayStation 5 is coming, a lot of people are saying, you know what, the PlayStation 4 is going to be a lot cheaper,
1: why don't I get that until people test out the PS5? What's your take on that? I think uh, it's actually very tough. Um, I'm I'm somewhere in between. Don't get a PS4, wait for the PS5. But at the same time, it's you are really at a great advantage if you get your hands on a PS4 now because the library of games are th- up to the thousands. Mm-hmm. There's everything and anything for everybody out there. So um, I think do I think over time maybe neck by next year prices for PS4s might cheapen, mm-hmm. and you might be able to take advantage of that. So I would say still get your a ps4 and i think they're gonna Ooh. get cheaper and you can get uh, your hands on some of the bundles just have a good time
0: thank you so much mikey remember guys you can catch mikey and aisha every every day four to five on the afternoon karak yeah you stay tuned actually for more because you're gonna hear a lot more from the from the big guy himself with the man with the plan and guys remember you can catch me monday wednesday saturday three to four on the halftime show this is us from pulse 95 saluting you have a great day peace